What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 76 of everyone's favorite mediocre program. This podcast is just okay. It feels good to say that. It's been a while. Um, as I always say, it's been a while. I'm back. Blah, blah, blah. You know the drill. Let's hit the theme song. We got a lot to get through today. Uh, here we go. <laughs> It's been a couple of months. I'm trying to put everything back together. How have you been? Um, it's good to be back. Good to be back. Um, I don't know, man. Just trying to live my life, I guess. Um, but a lot of overwhelming stuff has happened in, in the past couple months. I just took a hiatus because I, I haven't had time. Um, time is the biggest commodity and uh you know it's it's our biggest resource and a lot of it's wasted but you know here we have uh i don't know trying to find time outside of work and the kids and their out outdoor or after school programs and stuff like that it makes it really hard and i haven't had any time by myself in order to do the show so it, it's been a while it's it's been weird um, cause sometimes I get inside my head too much about things and, and I, I really need to get this going again. And, um, I've missed it. Um, I've missed it. And there's been, a, there's been a few times where I was like, okay, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to start recording. Um, I got a bunch of new stuff I got to talk about <clears throat> a bunch of shows. What's been going on in the world. And, uh, it seems like every time I open my phone or, or get online or, or open the TV or, or turn on TV, something, go outside, something horrible is happening. And then next thing you know, it's like, well, I'm just gonna sit back and, uh, let that one ride out, you know, um, there's just so much, like, I don't know, hate in the world and so much, so many bad things happening that it kind of makes it hard to put together a positive show, which is what I try to do. And, um, <laughs> sometimes I think, well, I don't have anything cool to talk about. And then, you know, when I do have something to talk about, it's like, well, do I though? Because you got all this other nonsense going on in the world and it, it just makes me not want to do anything. It makes me not want to put on a show. It makes me not want to talk. Makes me just kind of want to give up on the world. But then I thought to myself, uh, you know, I think too many people do give up. And uh, that's why we are exactly where we are. So, um, you know, you guys know what I'm talking about. It seems like every time you, uh, you know, turn on the TV or social media in general, you got to hear about some someone shooting up something or, uh, you know, burglary or murder or corrupt government or whatever i don't i don't get into the politics thing and uh it's actually starting to stray me away from social media entirely which is crazy because i remember a time before social media existed and uh i don't know i think i think we become prisoners to our, our phones and you know everything like that it it's nice to just unplug all that for a while and you know look at look at the world and look at life from a from a I don't know, perspective, like, you know, I'm not taking, I'm not posting as many things and, and sharing as many pictures of, of the kids and stuff like that. I'm not really talking about my personal life as much, um, because, you know, at the end of the day, you realize nobody really cares what you have to say. Nobody cares about the things that you think or how you feel. You know, if somebody asks you how your day is going, you say, oh, yeah, that's good, because nobody cares if it's good or not. And if you start going on and on about, you know, well, this happened, and this happened, and this happened. Well, now you're looking for pity, and, you know, you're into drama, and whatever. Nobody nobody really gives you the time of day, because nobody has the attention span that it takes to sit down and listen. And the thing is, everybody has a story. Everybody is interesting in their own way. And you would expect somebody to listen to you, so sit down, shut your mouth, and listen to them. You know, that's... that's uh, um, I don't know, integrity or uh, common courtesy, I guess. And, and a lot of people lack that. I I'd still, to this day, blame social media for the attitudes of others and the, the mistreatment of others and the, uh, I don't know, the 
the sense of entitlement or the, the sense that most people think that they have a voice that's that's warranted. Everybody wants to hear their their validated opinion. And, you know, I'm sorry, your opinion doesn't matter to me. Um, <clears throat> so, I don't know. Be, before, you know, I get too involved in things, I was, I was thinking about the uh, the Florida shooting, the, the, the school shooting that happened. And what made me the most upset about it was, uh, you know, not the fact that it happened, of course. I mean, it, it was terrible, but at the same time, you had all these keyboard warriors coming out saying, well, this is the solution to the problem, and this is this, and I feel this. You know, the thing is, you want to stay relevant in the, the media world, and, and you realize that no one in your real life is giving you the time of day, so you're trying, you're scared, you're trying to find validation in your voice, so you're putting out this opinion when the reality is you know one nobody asked for your opinion <clears throat> nobody cares about what you think so why are you all of a sudden the all, all of a sudden the, the most important be all end all your opinion is what matters you can hold your head up high because you typed it on a keyboard on a random facebook status that means nothing nothing to anybody something that will be forgotten your words don't matter and then you want to you know, talk about your politics and your beliefs and all this stuff. It's like, <coughs> nobody cares. You know, do something constructive. And, uh, you know, uh, on an unrelated note, speaking of, you know, social media and stuff, um, you got the the Me Too movement going on with the women and the, the harassment and stuff, which is, I understand it's a big deal, but there are people that I feel are not... Uh, you know, they're kind of milking it into the ground. People that shouldn't be saying it, that are ruining it for legitimate claims. And, um, I don't know, social media burns that one out too. So it's like, you got to kind of just unplug your phones, man. Stay off of it. Stay out of the spotlight. Um, <clears throat> it's destroying us, you know. And uh, I, I saw this thing the other day because uh, I'm a big fan of the show Silicon Valley. And I've been waiting for season five to start, and it just did. Um, but T.J. Miller left the show, and um, he seems like a like a stand up guy. You know, I want to see his his comedy stuff. He's he's funny, and he seems like a nice dude. <clears throat> Everything I've seen about him seems nice, and uh, you know, he left the show for his own reasons, and people were trashing him and trashing the show and saying, "I'll never watch this show again. I'll never watch you as a performer again." You know, you're god-awful. How dare you leave my favorite show? And <clears throat> these articles came out, these conflicting articles as to why he left. And some were saying that he was difficult. Some others were saying that, you know, he felt it was time to, to move on. And all these people were, were, you know, taking unnecessary sides to the story that, quite frankly, doesn't mean anything. It doesn't matter. And I, you know, here he is feeling like, you know, the world hates him and he's trashed on. <clears throat> so I got on on Facebook and I, I usually don't write things to anybody or you know I don't I try to stay away from all that stuff and I got on and I, I commented to him and others I said look there's no point you know I, I love the show Silicon Valley I love TJ Miller as a performer the fact that he left a show is no reason to hate a man for a reason that you think is valid when you weren't there and don't know the situation so why can't we just like the guy and not have to trash on him? You know, I I remember, I remember a time. This is gonna make me sound so old, um, where it when it was cool to actually like the thing that you're supposedly a fan of. You know, I as you guys know, I'm a huge uh, Kiss fan. Um, I love I love Kiss. That that's uh, my whole reason I started playing music. I wanted to be you know, like Ace Fraley or, or Peter Chris. I wanted to have the, the stage presence of Paul Stanley and and larger than be larger than life like Gene Simmons. I wanted to be Kiss. And uh, <clears throat> anyway, um, the whole point is I my original podcast idea, which I had back in, what, I want to say 2008, um, I had an idea to make a, a Kiss podcast. And it was going to be called Podkissed. And uh, it was all things kiss but the thing is uh you know you find out now you, you start looking at all the the podcasts and stuff out there there is actually one out there called podcast and they do a fantastic job and um 
there's no way that I could make it anywhere as near as good as them, even though I'm a, I'm a huge, you know, fanatic and stuff. My house is like a Kiss museum, you know. My whole, my, I turned my whole basement into a, like a, it's like a recording studio where I do all my music, but I, I also have Kiss stuff. I mean, it, it's pretty much every corner of the house as it is. But um, anyway, the point is, I like that, and I like every incantation of the band and who's been in the band and the history of the band. And I can tell you things just top of my head. You know, I know when uh, albums were released by date, uh, who produced it, the, the, the track listing, um, who played on what song, why each song was written. I can tell you their tours. I can look at a photo and know exactly what year it was taken from, you know, 73 on up until now. Huge fan. And uh, I listen to all these other podcasts out there. And there's a ton of uh, shows dedicated to Kiss, and that's what kind of got me started on the podcast train. Them, besides them, and Kevin Smith, and you know Chris Hardwick, and Will Wheaton, and stuff like that. I loved the the rock and heavy metal uh, aspect of podcasting too, which um, I still listen to. You know, like Decibel Geek, and I like I, I talk to those guys every now and then online. And it's really cool because they're they're really personable and. You know, I, I build playlists based on their music suggestions. I always discover new bands from them, and it's really cool. Uh, but the point is, there's actually uh, podcasts out there dedicated to Kiss as my example, and all they do is trash the band. They trash the fans. They trash the band. They, uh, oh, look at this. We're just some uh, some random knuckleheads, uh, blah, blah, blah. And they, they laugh at anyone who's a fan. Um, you know, oh, you like Ace Frehley. You're drinking the Kool-Aid. And I'm not saying the name, but if you if you follow the band, you know exactly what show I'm talking about. And I and I heard they uh, they had caused some disruption at the uh, the Vinnie Vincent Expo, you know, where he had made his first appearance in over 20 years. These guys were causing a ruckus in the back, and then blaming other shows for it and wanting to fight other shows. And it's like, <coughs> be a fan, but. Be a fan for the right reasons. If you like something, then like it. If you're a fan of something, embrace that and, and enjoy it, you know, instead of, well, I'm a true fan, and that's why I can tell you that this thing sucks. You know, I really enjoyed uh, Star Wars, The Last Jedi, and I know a lot of people didn't. A lot of people hated it, and they're saying, you know, it's worse than Phantom Menace or Attack of the Clones, and I'm thinking, <laughs> have you seen Phantom Menace or Attack of the Clones? Come on. Um... I don't know, man. There's a lot of things going wrong with um, <clears throat> media, and it, it's cool to, to hate things. And, well, I'm a, I'm a fan, ironically, as you twist your dumb mustache and drink your overcomplicated Starbucks drink. You know? <laughs> everything. Everybody's more involved in becoming a hipster and liking trends than actually, like, being yourself and following the things that you like. And... Um, I don't know why I'm, I'm getting off on all these tangents here. I'm just, you know, kind of catching up on the world over the last few months and uh, things that I've noticed and stuff about just people uh, being negative in, um, oh, I don't know. It's <clears throat> it's nuts, this, this world we live in, this scary, scary world that we live in. And, uh, you know, <laughs> what I started doing, the coolest thing when... Um, when I had my son, he was first born. Him and I used to sit here for hours just watching Sesame Street. And I thought to myself, you know, even even the times when he was taking a nap, I, I still got Sesame Street on. I'm sitting there watching it by myself. And uh, <coughs> I started thinking that, you know, it's like, <laughs> I think the world would be a better place, you know, if we all just sat down and watched an hour of Sesame Street a day. You know, you forget the, your roots where you come from and how to treat others and and how to just just be happy and look out look outside. Um, you know, my daughter, you know, she does stuff like that. She she found a rubber band the other day and it was the greatest moment in her life. She found this rubber band and she was so happy about it. And I thought to myself, man, life sucks. <laughs> I wish I could be as happy, you know, finding something as simple as a rubber band and, and loving that as much as she did and, and finding joy in that. And I think I wish there was more joy in the world. And I think we're lacking um, good good par characters and, and, and people like, you know, Mr. Rogers and stuff. I've been... Uh, you know she loves she loves Daniel Tiger's neighborhood, 
And really, I mean, it's a it's a cool show. It's not like Caillou, you know, the tragic tale of the the dead cancer kid. But um, I don't know. I'm gonna get into some stuff today. Uh, let's, uh, you know, this is kind of a a long introduction, man. A lot lots happened, and a lots uh, a lot of scary stuff going on. It's uh, all I. That's all I keep saying. A lot of, a lot of scary stuff in the world. A lot of, a lot of violence, man. A lot of hate. A lot of shootings. And it seems like, you know. And and before I play the song, I'm sorry. There's a, another serious issue going on, especially in my neighborhood, which is crazy to see. There's there's a lot of kids missing. Um, a lot of, uh, a lot of teenagers. A lot of teenage girls and young girls, young as nine years old, have just been snatched up man in the middle of the day middle of the night just just disappeared and um because there's a lot of human trafficking going on and it's it's really scary man i don't want to i don't want to let my kids play outside you know for fear that some some windowless van's going to come take them away my my town's starting to look like the opening credits to the lost boys minus the uh the sexy naked saxophone player um <laughs> But I don't know, man. Um, I got I got some uh, got a heavy subject to talk about in a minute. So let me play a song, and then we'll get into our uh, our top uh, whatever list. So here we go. the smoke as it grew darker and blew up through the room I watched the fan and saw them panic as the fire grew I saw Virginia get rid of Langley and its secrets too I held your hand Sat there knowing that we'd make it through I saw this man dispose of hunger and soap operas too I saw this field I saw this box Get rid of heartache And kill cancer too When I awoke I sat there hoping This is what we'll do If we can't We will leave a letter and this song For you And we'll write
There you go, man. And that was on a whim because uh, originally I was going to play Dream On for this episode, but um, I really wanted to record that song. It's called Watch the World. Uh, it was written by Boxcar Racer. And uh, I don't know. I'm a big fan, so that's. Uh, I figured it was appropriate for uh, this episode. So, anyway, um, <clears throat> back to what I was saying about this. Uh, I don't know what you call it. Just, just lack of, of I don't know anything really. Empathy, common sense, um, discipline, uh, whatever have you. The, this lack of, of human being that we that we live with and uh, that we we deal with every day. I don't know. Sometimes it gets really overwhelming, and sometimes it, it takes its toll, and it, it sometimes makes me not want to get out of bed. And um, that sucks because I feel like I've come a long way. Um, there was a time when I, I wouldn't open the curtains and I wouldn't go outside. And, you know, I was on all these pills and medications and stuff just to just to function, just to get out of bed, just to put on a smile and, and go to work and act like a normal human being. And uh, over time, that stopped working. And I was told that I needed to see a therapist for, for depression and... I didn't do it, and I started the podcast instead and weaned myself off of all that. I'm not on any medications anymore, and I'm happy and I'm leg legitimately, genuinely happy. I have this this outlet, this podcast that I do, and it, it makes me feel better. And the sad thing is when I look forward to this, and there are times when I don't want to do it because of the way the world is, and I think that maybe <clears throat> my opinion isn't valid either, you know, and... Uh, I think, why should I say anything if I'm not going to make a difference? I'm not going to change the world. And I think, you know, I started this to to realize that uh, there might be someone out there like me. And there might be someone out there who feels the way I do. And this is a, a call around the world that shows, hey, man, you're not alone. There are people out there, you know, like you. And at least that's my hope, you know. And um, for the listeners around the world that do check this show out, I... I really do want to say thank you, um, sincerely, like, that's cool, you know, I'm sitting on my couch right now, um, you know, my place, looking out the window, recording this, and it, for that to reach someone and actually mean something to someone else, that's really cool, and um, that's what makes me want to continue to do this, and uh, there will be more episodes, I'm going to make time, and uh, we're going to figure this out, but um, anyway, some of the topics I wanted to talk about tonight, um, <clears throat> Basically, uh, generation gaps, um, I don't know if that's what causes, you know, okay, <clears throat> I'm out of context here. Let's go back to the, the school shooting as an example in, in Florida. You had an uproar of political debates. It's this, it's that, it's, it's left, it's right, it's Republicans, Democrat, it's uh, gun control, it's no gun control, it's they're taking our guns, our Second Amendment, and our Mountain Dew, and our freedom, and Dorito cupcakes. It's not that. Put your politics aside, you know, and, and these kids, they marched out of school, realize it has nothing to do with politics, it has to do with kids who want to be safe and they want to go to school and not get shot, <laughs> basically. You know, the first time I ever heard about a, a school shooting, um, I was in middle school and um, I'm here. I don't, I'm pretty, I don't know if I, I'm pretty sure I told the story before. I don't know. Uh, maybe I just did it in my head because sometimes I, I do that and I have these, these, these podcast stories that come into my head and I don't ever record them. But, um, I was in middle school when Columbine happened, and I, you know, I'm in Colorado too, and um, it's something I I never thought of, I never heard about it, I didn't know what was going on, and uh, school let out early that day, they let all of us go, and said, you know, head home, and I headed home, I didn't know what was going on, they didn't explain anything to us, and I got home and I saw on the news as it was happening, you know, live, um, there's this shooting at a school and I thought what's that's kind of weird why why would anybody go into a school and shoot and it it didn't dawn on me that these were actually students doing this and 
I thought to myself, wait a minute, I, I'm a student. I go to school with students. This could very well easily be me. And uh, watching it on TV and stuff. And <clears throat> speaking of, you know, side note here, put a, put a pin in it here. Um, if you ever read uh, Sue Claybold's book, uh, which is, you know, was it Dylan Claybold, one of the Columbine shooters, his mom wrote a book, um, Living in the Aftermath of Tragedy, um, talking all about Columbine. And uh, it's a really heartbreaking read, man, but it's it's definitely worth checking out, I think. She went through so much. And, and that's the other thing you never think of is how the parents are, or what, what's going on in the parents' minds and stuff. But um, this the first time I've ever, I had ever heard of anything about a school shooting. And, you know, from that moment on, they made us tuck in our shirts. And they would pat us down as we walked in the door every day. You know, I thought it was ridiculous. But um, <clears throat> that's something I never thought of. You know, I got, I got picked on quite a bit in school for being either the fat kid or the weird kid or the quiet kid or, hey, you're the strange guy that paints his nails black or, hey, we're supposed to be reading, you know, chapter books. Why do you have a Guitar World magazine out, you know? And my answer is, hey, because it has Nikki Six on the cover and I'm learning how to play, you know, uh, Poison by Alice Cooper and stuff. You know, I'm, that was that was me back then. And I was always that that kid that that school punching bag, I guess. And I never fought back. I never been in a fight before. But everyone wanted to pick on me because I was bigger and it was like, "Oh, you're the football guy." No, I hate football. I don't do sports, man. Yeah, I'm tall, so what? Oh, you you're tough. You're a big guy. No, but I fake it well, you know? So, um you know, but the thought never crossed my mind to either, you know, to ever quit school or, you know, shoot it up or or hurt anybody. Honestly, I was just like, you know, what? This sucks. Uh, I got another couple years to get through, and I'll be done. I don't ever have to see these guys again. And I, I wrote for the school newspaper in high school, and I always used to do uh, top five lists. I, I We'd get three articles uh, a month. I'd do an article, and then I'd do you know, something, something funny, and then I'd do um, a top five list. And that's kind of what I incorporated into this podcast, too. Let's just continue the top five tradition that I used to do when I was a kid. And uh, I remember my last my last entry, we, we as a senior, we'd write uh, things we'd miss about, you know, school. We'd, what's our living will? What are we going to will to, you know, the next generation of students and stuff? You know, and honestly, I had said in the, in the paper, and I found this recently. That's why it's fresh in my mind. It said, honestly, I can't wait for the day I never have to see any of you again. <laughs> And uh, it was true. I hated it. And um, I know my my 10-year anniversary, 10-year reunion came up, um, wow, about four years ago. And uh, you know what? I didn't get an invite. And I found out afterwards that they had this, you know, reunion. And I wasn't involved. And I thought, that's kind of screwy. But anyway, we're not talking about that. So, um <clears throat> just thinking about, you know, the things that go through these these kids' minds and stuff. And I've been listening to Pearl Jam, uh, oddly, which I'm not a fan of Pearl Jam. I They got good music, they got good lyrics, but I don't like Eddie Vedder's voice. The way he sings is just garbled. I don't know. I, I don't like it. I think that ruins the whole thing for me. But I've been listening to the song Jeremy. And Jeremy is about a boy who was neglected at home and picked on at school and neglected in school. And the chorus um, in the song says, Jeremy spoke in class today. And it meant he had gotten up in front of all his peers and took out a gun and shot himself in the head in front of his classmates. And that was the controversy at the time. That's what that's what kids did. And now it's like they go to the school and just pop one off at everybody they see. Just pop, pop, pop. And I don't I don't think that teachers need guns. I think that if you're going to be a teacher, you're not there to be a soldier. That's not what you signed up for. You're there to, to mold these kids' lives. We need teachers that care about their kids and teachers that want to mold them and, and, and that are passionate about them and that they have an open door and they say, hey, look, man, if you got troubles going on at home or you need someone to talk to, I am here. I am a, I'm a teacher. I'm an educator. I'm here for you. My job is kids. And... You know, I don't think there's that trust. Um, there, there's no trust anymore. Um, not even trust, but but lack of... Uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just a, just a lack of... 
enthusiasm, I guess, or want to be there. That uh, you know, I'm not saying all, but a lot of teachers, it's just a job to them. Who cares, right? And those are the worst ones because these kids need guidance, and um, they're not getting it at home. Obviously, um, a lot of the a lot of kids, I, I, I don't know. I I know I harp on millennials a lot. Um, as a as a generation of kids that feel entitled, everything's just give me, give me, give me. I earned this. I, I've, I've willed to be, so give it to me. And that's not the case, man. Get out there. Get a job. Do something. Contribute to society. I've said that plenty of times before. Put down your phone. Get rid of social media. Realize that there are hardships in life that you will have to face. And that high school... And middle school is not the be-all, end-all of your life. That is the easiest time of your life. And the thing is, once you're done, (coughs) you're out of it. It's done. It's over with. You don't have to see those people anymore. You can choose to do with your life what you want to do with it and be the person you want to be, you know. Um, back Back to me liking Kiss. In fifth grade, I was 10 years old. My mom took me to see my very first concert, and it was 1996. It was the KISS reunion tour. Um, I got to see the original four band members in makeup for the first time in 20 years, and it was magical, man. We, We were six rows from the stage, and that was the night I decided I have to be a musician. I want to do this. I want to be on that stage. I want smoke coming out of my pickups and my guitar. I want I want a drum set that that rises, you know, 20, 30 feet above the stage. I want to maybe not spit fire, but how cool is is Jane spitting blood on everybody? This is so great. And this is what I wanted to do and I went to school the next day so excited. I had a had my brand new Kiss t-shirt on and uh up until that point, I was only wearing, you know, my mom's old Kiss shirts from the 80s. You know, I had a 1984 animalized T-shirt that my son today wears. But, um, you know, my very own Kiss shirt it had the Love Gun album cover on it. It says, I was there on the back, Denver, 96. And I got the crap kicked out of me for wearing it because that's what kids do. Kids are cruel, and they, they tore the collar and... I've never been able to wear it since, and that was my favorite shirt. But, um, you know, I'm out of school. To this day, I still love Kiss. You know, I'm, you know, in my early 30s, and uh, I can still still play all the songs on the guitar and uh, teach my son, you know, songs, Come On and Love Me, and, you know, Strutter. He loves playing Detroit Rock City on the drums. He's only six, you know. He's gonna endure the same thing I did, you know. We take him to the park, and 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 these kids, these kids are dicks, and they they pick on him because he thinks it's cool to paint his nails. I think it's cool that he's passionate about that, and that's what he wants to do, and that he loves that. My nails have been painted since I can remember, and he goes, "Well, my dad does it, and he's cool, so I want to do it because I want to be cool." Then you have this kid, this. This little dickhole kid that comes up to him and says, Oh, what are you, gay? You can't paint your nails. You're not a girl. That's not allowed. Like, okay, who fit you in this little box, kid? What do you do that's odd and out of the ordinary? Oh, wait, your parents don't let you be uh, socially unacceptable. That's the problem. And I got to come over and, and defend him and say, you know what? He can do whatever he wants because it's his life, not yours. It's not your life or your business to come in and tell somebody how to live their life right or wrong. And uh, we go through that quite a bit. You know, um, there are little girls that pick on him because he's in Boy Scouts. And I think being in Boy Scouts is one of the coolest things he's ever done that I've ever been involved with because I never did it as a kid, but I get to go there as a den leader and help him succeed and earn badges and we get to do projects together and I think it's the greatest thing as a, as a bonding moment with my kid because you know what? My own dad didn't bond with me that way and I haven't talked to him in, what, three, four years? I haven't seen him in almost seven years because he blows my kids off. You know, it's one thing to abandon me and not have anything to do with me and not want to see me as a kid. But when you promise me, you promise me the day my son's born, we're going to do this. We're going to get, you know, 
I'm going to make up for it through your kid. And he's not going to know the pain that you felt when I wasn't around and I'm going to be there. And then he blows you off. And then you send him pictures of your kids growing up and he stops responding to you. And then the moment you have a daughter, he just cuts ties with you completely. I get to be there for my kids. I get to be there and encourage them to be good people. And I think a lot of parents out there lack that ability because they're so focused on their cell phones and their social media accounts and their likes and their statuses and their duck face pictures and pictures of their wine and their food that they don't give their kids the time of day. And because of that, you have school shooters and bullies and thieves and gang members and whatever else there is out there. The other day, I'm getting my kid ready for school and my wife's leaving. She's running late. She has his coat in her car. She takes the coat out, puts it on my hood, which we always do. She puts a scraper on my hood if I need, you know, ice or I need to defrost my windows. I go out there, not even four minutes, four minutes is all it took from the time she left the driveway to the time I went outside to go grab his coat and it was gone. <laughs> That's the thing. We bought him this nice, giant $40 coat for Christmas to keep him warm from the winter because he never had a big coat like that. All he's ever had is hand-me-downs, and this was his very first coat, you know, at six years old. And we put, you know, to Paul, love Santa. And he came with, you know, the coat, his very own brand-new snow boots and a sled. He got the whole package, the whole gear, and in four minutes, some prick came over and stole it off my car, you know? I'm not in an apartment complex. Or I'm in a house. Somebody came up my driveway to my car to grab it and snatch it out. You know? It's like, and then I see I see these, these parents, these dopey parents that, uh, you know, in and out of jail constantly. And they want to live the thug life. Like, dude, when you have a kid, your thug life stops. Your life ends at that moment and from there on, from the moment your kid is born, your life is about them. You know, we don't need another generation of dumb holes going through uh, life, destroying it for others. You know, leave the world a better place than it was when you were here and and learn to become a better reflection of yourself. It's like... And I'm I'm going on a tangent here. I'm sorry, but the other night we went and saw uh, Black Panther, which was a great movie, by the way. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. Especially see it before the Avengers comes out. Um, prediction: I'm gonna make this podcast sound dated. Um, prediction: I think somebody's gonna die. I think it's gonna be Captain America. But um, anyway, Avengers looks awesome. Back to what I was saying. We went and saw Black Panther the other night, and it was a great movie. You know, we're watching, and these kids up front, they're just, um, you know, they're fighting with each other, the siblings, and, uh, you know, being really loud and obnoxious and talking and yelling and screaming and, you know, well, he got more chicken tenders than me, and I wanted that seat. This movie's boring. And I'm looking at these kids. These kids are running up and down the aisle, and uh, one of them, the little girl was about, I'd say maybe five years old, four or five years old, easily. And um, the boy had to have been almost at least 11, 10 or 11 years old, old enough to know how to act in a movie theater. You know, my kids are two and five or two and six, and I take them to the theater all the time, and they do really well. They're quiet. They're considerate towards others. They watch the movie. Uh, if they need candy or something, they... Uh, they whisper, hey, can I have some candy or whatever? And yeah, dude, here, here you go. And they enjoy the movie. These kids were old enough to know better, and they, they were causing a scene for so many people that um, a few people had gotten up and, uh, you know, told the ushers and stuff. The ushers came by, asked them to be quiet a few times, and the parents were just as obnoxious. And you're thinking, okay, well, what's wrong with the parents here? We watched them walking up and down, you know, leaving to the lobby a few times back and forth. Uh, the the dad and the mom left the kids a couple times by themselves 
causing a ruckus in the theater. Why? I don't know. Maybe to smoke meth. But, uh, you know, and, and I'm looking at the parents. I'm thinking, these are the trashiest people I've ever seen. These are the, uh, you know, bring a, a shoeless baby to Walmart at 2.30 in the morning type of parent. And um, you know what I'm talking about. Wearing your, you know, wearing a shirt that uh, doesn't cover what it should be covering and um, short shorts that uh, you had to squeeze into with a shoehorn um, that you probably shouldn't be wearing in public. Basically, a, a mid-30-year-old parent who's dressing like she's 12 um, and a dad with prison face tattoos. I mean, what can you expect from parents that don't have that kind of discipline themselves great look at that i feel sorry for those kids because now we're gonna have another generation of dicks walking around because their parents suck and you know and a long time ago before the you know aurora theater shootings and and so on i used to i used to love telling people to be quiet hey man shut up i didn't spend an arm and a leg to hear your life story i want to watch the movie so you know, pipe it down there, and uh, there's even been times I've, I've gone to, you know, great lengths, I've gone behind me, you know, the seat, seats behind me, the kids are being obnoxious, I'll go sit next to them, tell them to shut their mouths, shut up or I'm getting you kicked out of here, you know, nowadays, I, I don't do that, I, I see these guys, and I'm like, eh, I'm at a time in my life where I have nothing to prove to anybody, I don't need to, you know, inflict my dominance over anyone or or my beliefs you know what you're going to be a miserable person whether i say anything or not and when you leave this theater <laughs> your life goes back to misery and mine doesn't you know i'm just upset that i'm missing key elements of the movie because i can't hear it because uh your kids are stupid and you're stupid for having stupid kids and you don't tell your kids no you don't tell your kids to shut their mouths and watch the movie or we're leaving and the ushers come through three different times to tell you to shut up. You should be ejected. Um, but they left as soon as the credits rolled. When it's stupid because there's always post-credit scenes in Marvel movies. And anyone with a brain should know that. But, uh... <coughs> I don't know, man. This is kind of a long episode. Um, I actually... I've got a top, uh, top ten. But, um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get to it. Let's see. Let's kind of... Let's kind of go down the line here about uh, top 10 signs of bad parenting. Um, here we go, man. So, you know, honestly, I mean, we've all turned our nose upwards when elders say the current generation of parents don't know how to raise a child. And um, let's see what makes people say this. Number one, uh, no rules, all fun. That goes back to those dumb kids in the theater. You know, too carefree of a parent giving kids power to decide everything. In such cases, kids become their own masters, going to bed late, getting up late, doing absolutely everything at their will, um, owling to, to, to hectic to hectic owing to hectic lifestyles on both parents working. No one does the work of disciplining the the kids as life is already chaotic. Um, so if this is how your kids live their lives, this is what they'll do when they visit their aunt or their cousin. They simply wouldn't know how to behave appropriately. Discipline is the only way your kids grow up knowing right and wrong. And parents need to do some real hard work to raise kids who know how to behave properly. Um, there will be times when kids will test the parents by breaking rules. Hence, parents need to establish and clearly communicate the consequences of breaking those rules. Two, eh, touchy subject, raising your hands. Um, if you scream or hit your kids, your kids will be afraid of you, uh, detest you, and start disliking you. Depending. Um, you are ultimately increasing the distance. Um, this form of disciplining backfires in most cases. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think... I think one little swat on the butt says, Hey, knock it off. You know, who's the boss here? Me or you? Um, the biggest one that I... I uh, been talking about all night is giving not giving your time to your kids um guilty of being glued to your phone screen uh when your child is demanding that you play with them um you got an official call and can't listen to your child telling you about their day you know stop stop doing that put your phone down your kids don't just need food or money from you they want to speak to you share their experiences and sometimes need to hear your comforting words um communication is the only thing that will strengthen your bond not expensive gifts you can't buy 
your kids love. You need to give them your attention. Um, <coughs> basically, you get what you put in, you know? Um, overprotection. This is also another thing. Being protective of your child is a natural trait, but you should know limits. Um, young babies will love the way you advocate their mischief. However, as they grow up, this can be viewed as restrictive and interfering. Uh, you have pro projected that you will always cover up their mistakes and protect them even when they're wrong. And this will eventually take you for, they will eventually take you for granted and develop arrogant attitudes. So <coughs> find the balance. Let them make mistakes. Let them be kids. Let them mess up. And sometimes you got to let them fall, man. Uh, modeling inappropriate behavior. Um, you know, the way you speak or, or treat your partner or elders or other people, the way you behave in public or at home and the words you use are all being soaked up by your kids. Remember, they're sponges, man. Um, if you often take your kids to the bar, uh, if you drink and abuse others, then your kids will feel that this is the way they are supposed to behave too. A child looks up to his parents to understand and know how to conduct himself. Parents are a child's first role model. Think about that. Think about how I had said the thug life ends when you have kids unless you want a little gang member child for whatever reason. Oh, he's great because he's a little tough. He's hard. He's thug. Whatever, dude. <clears throat> Partiality. Um, it's easy to spot a child being favored over others. If you corner one kid a lot, punish or scold him more than others, then the child will definitely be hurt. This will give rise to the feelings of resentment and injustice for you. This will later appear in the form of bad-mouthing by your kids as they grow up. They will simply lose their trust in you. Um, again, comparing your child to others will also affect them negatively and may simply make your kid unable to take on challenges in life. So... Which goes on to my next one, which is insulting kids. Uh, labeling kids as lazy or dumb and using these words in public can significantly hurt a child and lower their self-esteem. Um, likewise, if, you're if you criticize your kid's efforts or look down upon him by comparing with others' achievements, then your child may also develop feelings of jealousy and resentment. Um, but I'm not saying, you know, bend to their every will. Because the next one on my list is fulfilling every wish. Every parent wants the best for their child, and some can practically afford almost everything a child desires. You know, do you reach out to your pocket the moment your child sets his eyes on a new toy or dress? Hold on. Stop doing that. Buying everything your kid lays his finger on is a sign of bad parenting. Um, such kids will fail to understand the value of money. They will demand you to present it to them, whatever the circumstances, even after they grow up. And such kids end up hopelessly on on financial fronts and are unable to level responsibilities and sometimes this need may provoke them to steal lie or become rude so give them hardships tell them no my son's mad at me right now because i won't buy him the lego world video game look dude you don't need it you have tons of games well i don't have this one i'm sorry look at what you do have which is a lot and a lot more than other kids so if you don't like what you have i'll get rid of it and i won't get you anything else sound good all right next one interfering too much um, do you jump in at the very first sign that your child is in conflict do you follow your child like a shadow and interview or interfere in everything if you try to resolve every tiff your child gets into you are interrupting with his social development they will grow up being overly dependent on you and fail to develop skills necessary to survive in the competitive world allow your kids to handle things on their own they are capable of doing so and that goes down to <clears throat> i don't know it, you know like I was saying with the, the nail polish thing, I do let him defend himself to an extent. But if it gets too overwhelming, I'll come over and I'll step in and tell the kid to bugger off. But ultimately, you got to let him learn. Um, and my last, the last one on my list is lack of trust. Um, it's not uncommon for others to, to complain about a child. Um, if you believe in others' complaints more than your kid, you are passing the signal that your child is brute and a liar. And if you turn deaf ears to your child's explanations and pleas, your child develops insecurity and may turn into a rebel. This will result in hiding things from you, and they will eventually stop explaining themselves. These are simple, common sense things to, to build a better life, man. It's not just your kids, but reflect on yourself. Look at the things you're doing in life. Why does the world suck? And it can't be everyone in this world saying, well, it ain't me. It's got to be one of you, you know? Um, I try to look at things with a positive attitude and 
and an outsider's perspective on a lot of things. And I don't get political. I don't follow the news because why bring my world down with negativity? I've been in a dark place before. I've been in a deep hole and a depression and and, and being financially unstable. And I've, I've struggled and I don't want to continue living that way. So I try to think positive and do positive things and say positive things. And... <clears throat> maybe this episode will help people in some way, whatever it is, be more positive and responsible towards themselves as well as their kids. And maybe we will have a better generation and maybe things like school shootings and bullying can stop and thieves and and just a bad vibe of people in this world. Or then again, maybe we're all doomed, we're overpopulated and the, the earth needs to end. Either way, there you have it. And uh, I gotta say, it's good to be back. And um, we're approaching almost an hour, which I have not done in I don't even know how long. So I'm gonna skip uh, trivia and mailbag this week. Um, just kind of get on with what I've what I've said and, and think about it. I mean, honestly, you know, whether you agree or, or disagree, come up with your own plan, your own way of, of thinking and living and, and doing what needs to be done. And let's make this world a better place together, you know, as, as people. And um, anyway, you can write to me um, with your thoughts and questions and comments at justokpod at gmail.com. Um, that's a, uh, that's where I <clears throat> conduct all my emails and stuff. I'm also on Facebook at facebook.com slash this podcast is just okay. Um, Instagram, where I do different artwork for each episode at kissmember34. Um, you can probably just search the hashtag this podcast is just okay. Um, I'm also on Twitter at, um, what am I on Twitter? You know what? I changed the handle. Guys, I'm looking it up right now. I'm being unprofessional, and that's okay because it's my show. And uh, this is, as I always say, mediocrity at its finest. Just okay podcast. That's me on Twitter. Um, that's going to be a lot easier to find than Oz Music 34 or whatever it was. So um, check that out. And uh, I think I've I've covered all the bases. No, I haven't, man. I got uh, cafepress.com slash this podcast is just okay merchandise. That's a lot to type in, but I've got a lot of merchandise for sale, and I'm going to be updating the store soon, as soon as I remember what my password is, because I haven't logged in in so long. But um, check it out, man. Um, those are my plugs. Those are my top ten. This is my song and my show, and it's, it's good to be back. So um, let me know what you guys think. Um, have yourselves a week. And I will catch you guys next time.